May God add his blessing to the reading of the scripture this morning. And may the words from my mouth be what we need to hear today. Today we honor our fathers. Dads don't always get respect. There was a dad who liked to sing his little children to sleep every night. He even learned a few lullabies so that he could sing different songs to them. And he did this every night until one night he overheard his little four-year-old give her younger brother a little bit of advice. She said, if you pretend you're asleep, he'll stop. So that was the end of the lullabies. (laughs) Father's Day goes back to a Sunday morning in May of 1909 when a young woman named Sonora Smart Dodd was sitting in church in Spokane, Washington. She was listening to a Mother's Day sermon. She thought of her father who had raised her and her siblings after her mom died, and she thought that, you know, moms get recognition. Dads should too. So she asked the minister of the church if he would give a sermon honoring fathers on Father's Day, which was coming up, or I'm, I'm sorry, on her father's birthday, which was coming up in June. And so he did. And so the tradition of Father's Day caught on a little bit, but it came along rather slowly. And Mother's Day became an official holiday in 1914, but Father's Day did not become official until 1972, quite a while later. Mother's Day is still the busiest day of the year for florists and for restaurants and all of that sort of thing. And back before we had cell phones, I'm told that Father's Day was the busiest day of the year for collect phone calls. In today's gospel reading, Jesus is describing the kingdom of God. He talks about scattering seed. Well, Jesus isn't talking about being a father, but being a parent is one way that we get to be part of the coming of God's kingdom to the earth. Raising our children, I think in some ways, is like scattering seed on the ground. There are no guarantees in raising our kids or in planting seed. A farmer can do all the right things and still get a bad crop or no crop. Parents can do that too, do everything right. The farmer can till the ground, plant the seed, water, fertilize, do everything right but it doesn't guarantee that the corn or the beans will be healthy and good. Some of us have learned the hard way that there are no guarantees as parents either. We, generally speaking though, if we have done the best we can and we have planted the seeds and we have cared for the the plants, our children, they will be God's reward to us in the end. There'll be kids that we can be proud of. Let's start here on Father's Day. Fathers are important. As we know, it doesn't always work out. And many moms today are doing a great job of raising children. 
on their own without a dad. But when possible, having a dad or a father figure can make a huge difference in the life of a child. Dads are important. Dads really matter. Years ago, South Africa's game managers had to figure out what to do because they had a problem. They had an elephant herd at, at a national park and the herd was getting too big. So they decided to take some of the elephants and move them to another nearby park. Well, several years later, some of the young male elephants who were now teenagers that had been moved from the one park to the other began to attack the park's herd of rhinoceros. And they were white rhinos, were an endangered species at the time, and they were chasing them around in the park for hours, and they were even stomping some of them to death at times. And so it was a big problem to the point where one-tenth of the herd of the white rhinos were killed by the elephants. And so after a while, the park managers came up with an idea. They brought in some of the adult male elephants from the other park, and they hoped that the bigger, stronger males would bring the young ones under control. And sure enough, it worked. The big bulls quickly took charge, and they stopped all that violent behavior. The young bulls began to behave themselves and to leave the white rhinos alone. The game managers said that this new discipline, it turned out, was not just a matter of size intimidation. The young bulls actually began following the big daddies around, understanding that they should listen to them and learning from them important elephant con conduct. The assaults on the white rhinos completely ended. There was never a problem again. My point is that young people, whether they're animals or human beings, need dads or dad figures. If you grew up in a family that dad was a positive influence, it's easy to agree with that. It doesn't always work out like that, as we know. There are some families where dad isn't there and it can't be helped. There are some families where dads really do more harm than good. But fortunately, it's not that way most of the time. Most dads do the best they can and we're proud to be here today to honor them and to say thank you. Fathers are important. A good father can do wonders in the lives of his kids. Many of us have seen this in our own families and in other families, people we know. Dad can have a wonderful impact on the life of his kids. If you're a football fan, you've heard of a guy named Archie Manning. Archie Manning was a former NFL quarterback. He's a successful businessman, a husband, and a father of three sons, two of whom, Peyton and Eli, are former starting quarterbacks for the NFL and very successful at it. Even more important, all three of the Manning boys are people of character. Archie says that one of the greatest joys in his life is his relationship with his sons. All the Manning boys praise their father for being actively involved in their lives from the very beginning. They describe him as loving and kind and supportive 
Archie recalls that as his sons were growing up, he made sure to spend lots of time with them, to get every minute that he could with them. And one reason that he was so deliberate about spending time with them and building a relationship with his kids is because he lost that chance with his own father. He was a teenager when his father committed suicide. And so he decided early on that he would never waste an opportunity to show his sons how much he loved them, and he didn't. He's an inspiration to all dads and dad figures. The example of men like him makes all of us want to do better. In 1985, Tim Burke had a dream, and his dream came true. He was signed to pitch for the Montreal Expos. After four years in the minors, he was finally given a chance to play in the big leagues, and he quickly proved to be a good relief pitcher. He set a record for the most relief appearances by a rookie pitcher. And along the way, he and his wife, Christine, adopted four children. All four kids had special needs. He adopted, they adopted uh, two children, from, two daughters from South Korea, a handicapped son from Guatemala, and another son from Vietnam. All the kids were born with very serious illnesses and defects and needed lots and lots of care. Well, needless to say, they weren't prepared for all the tremendous demands of caring for these children. And with the schedule of Major League Baseball, Tim wasn't around much to help Christine. So in 1993, three months after signing a $600,000 contract with the Cincinnati Reds, which was a lot of money back then, Tim retired from baseball. When reporters asked him why he was retiring, he said, and I love these words, baseball is going to be just fine without me, but I'm the only father that my children have. Of course, you don't have to be a great athlete to be a great parent, to be a great dad. There are men all over this world who are great dads. Maybe you remember a movie about a hotel manager in Rwanda, Rwanda, sorry, called, his name was Paul. And in 1994, militants began a brutal assault against the Tutsi people. More than a million people were murdered by them. And in the middle of all this slaughter going on, there were 1,200 people who were desperate for a place to take refuge and be safe. And so Paul invited them into his hotel. And they all came in there to stay. And daily, he would face down armed troops who would come to his hotel and want to come in and invade the hotel and kill the people that were hiding there. His courage and his steadfastness in protecting those people was so amazing that they made a movie about it, Hotel Rwanda. Paul credits two heroes with giving him the courage he needed to keep these people safe. He gave credit to Nelson Mandela and to his father. His father had been well respected in the community. He was a wise man and always told the truth and everybody knew it. When there were disputes in the community, the elders would ask Paul's father to come 
and to mediate. He was so honest that if one party in a dispute was lying, they would very often admit that they were lying as soon as they saw him. His character made him a great influence in his community. Nelson Mandela, president of South Africa, inspired Paul because he used nonviolence and he used communication to bring peace between enemies. Paul said that the examples of his father and Nelson Mandela inspired him as he faced those violent mobs during the massacre. A great dad can have great influence. Many moms are just as courageous, but it's true still that a father can do wonders in the life of his kids. There are no guarantees, but when a man or a woman plants a seed and takes the steps that are needed to grow and nurture that seed, miracles really can happen. Of course, the love of a parent, as great as it is, think of it. If you're a parent, think of how much you love your children. It's not much. It's just a reflection of the love that God has for them and for you and for each of us. God is the ultimate power of good seed in the world. We wouldn't even know how to love if God hadn't given us that ability and hadn't first loved us. In the book, Disappointment with God, the writer, Philip Yancey, tells a touching story from his own life. One time on a visit with his mother, who had been widowed when he was just three years old, they spent the afternoon together, and they were looking through lots of old photos. A certain picture of him as an eight-month-old baby caught his eye. The picture was all tattered and bent, really not in very good shape at all. It looked like it was too banged up to be worth keeping because mom had lots of other pictures of him at that same age. So he asked her, why would you keep this picture? And he writes these words. He says, quote, my mother explained to me that she had kept the photo as a memento because during my father's illness, it had been fastened to his iron lung, end quote. During the last four months of his life, Philip's father lay on his back in an iron lung completely paralyzed by polio. He was only 24 years old. He was covered from the neck down. If you've ever, ever seen a picture of an iron lung, it looked like a pretty awful way to exist. But there he was. His two sons were banned from coming to visit him because of his serious condition in those days. They wouldn't allow the kids to come and visit. And so he asked his wife to bring a picture of her and the two boys and to hang it where he could see it. Well, the pictures had to be jammed between knobs and uh, metal knobs on the uh, iron lung so that he could, they could hang it right above him so he could see those three faces. In the last four months of his life, Philip's dad spent looking at pictures of the three people that he loved the very most in the world. He wrote these words, 
I have often thought of that crumbled photo, for it was one of the few links connecting me to the stranger who was my father. Somehow, someone I have no memory of, no sensory knowledge of, spent all day, every day, thinking of me, loving me. The emotions I felt when my mother showed me the crumbled photo were the very same emotions that I felt that February night in a college dorm room when I first believed in a God of love. Someone is there, I realized. Someone is there who loves me. It was a startling feeling, a feeling of wild hope, a feeling so new and overwhelming that it seemed fully worth giving my life to. Philip's mother's influence was powerful, but his father's love, even though he really didn't know his father, or what he remembered. And at first, it helped him to get off to a good start. And as soon as he would be the first to admit, no matter how strong any parent's love is just a pale reflection of the love that God has for each one of us. I like the way Max Licato put it. He said, do you understand? Do you have any concept of how very, very much God loves you? And then he said, God has a photo of you in his wallet. He has a photo of you on his refrigerator. He thinks of you all the time. Fathers, like mothers, are important. A father can have an amazing impact on his children. But no matter how much our dad loves us or our mom, there's someone who loves us even more. Someone who gave his only son in our behalf. Let's honor our mothers. Let's honor our fathers and our father figures today. If your dad's alive, take some time. Tell him you love him. Tell him you appreciate him. If he isn't, take a few moments to honor his memory. Say a prayer. Thank God for him and what you learned from him and all the character traits that you have and that you recognize in yourself that came from him. Thank, him, thank God for those things. Also, this Father's Day, let's remember one more thing. Let's remember to thank our Heavenly Father who is the source of all life and the source of love. Amen.